Welcome to episode 25 of Design Much, How to Be Self-Aware, featuring Ingrid Cruz. You kind of talked about like self-awareness in terms of a career growth as a designer. So I'm really curious about like what that means. Um, so can you kind of define like what is self-awareness when it comes to like being a designer? Yeah, you know, I, I think for a designer, you often get really focused on your craft, right? Which is a good thing. Like you want to learn new things and do really great work. But if you think about, you know, your day to day, how much time do you spend just talking to people, whether it's in meetings, whether it's, you know, doing presentations, getting feedback on designs, doing uh, collaboration with your team. If you were to kind of measure that versus just being in front of a computer designing, you know, I think mm -hmm. most of us actually spend more time talking and working with people. And so I think, you know, having having people skills and also being able to see how your how your words and how your actions affect other people and being aware of that, being aware of kind of where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. I think that is almost a single biggest thing you can do and kind of allow yourself to grow in your career and getting better uh, and getting to the right opportunities and, and really kind of being the best designer, the best person you could be. Awesome. I really like that. So it's basically kind of comes into those soft skills Yeah. as a designer, which it sounds like, and you made a great point, like when you are designing, you're probably spending more time communicating versus like with your headphones on, on a computer, like, you know, actually designing, Right. which is pretty interesting. So it, it leads to those, those soft skills and being self-aware of, of how you are at those soft skills. Yeah. And I think we all have, you know, depending on our personality type, right? We have areas where we're naturally very strong and things that we do effortlessly. Some people mm -hmm. are just amazing at presenting or they're amazing at facilitating or they're really great at reading people. And then you have some things that you're naturally maybe not so good at. And so just being aware of what those things are and how that shows up in, in your day to day. Um, I think that's just really, really helpful. Yeah. So what tips would you give for somebody who maybe isn't so self-aware? Like, I, I guess it's hard to like not sometimes not know what you're not good at. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to know what you're not good at. But there are some cases you have no idea. You're not like self-aware in that instance of what you're not good at, um, especially like in those soft skills. Um, so what would you suggest um, in terms of like becoming more self-aware of your soft skills and like how you are as a designer? So I think there's there's two things, right? There's kind of like the introspection that you can do. Thinking about, you know, things you do in your day to day, what's working well, what's not working. But there's only a limited amount you can get from that because we're kind of limited in what we see and how we perceive things. Mm -hmm. And so I think honestly, the, the best thing you can do is just ask people, ask for feedback. And and that's not easy to do, right? Like. I think we're all pretty used to showing people our designs and getting feedback on that. And even that can be uncomfortable sometimes. But asking for feedback on yourself as a person, you know, that's kind of a new level of discomfort, right? Yeah. Um, and so it really depends on what kind of culture you have at your company, mm -hmm. right? Like what are the, who are the people you trust that you could go to and ask for that type of feedback? And if that doesn't exist, maybe you start kind of, you know, start with some, some easier questions or some simple questions. Um, but really, you know, the, the first thing you have to do is just kind of decide if that's something you're willing to do or not. Am I willing to ask this person, you know, how am I doing? Um, are there things that I'm doing that are limiting me to be the best uh, designer I can be and to work effectively with the people around me? Um, and what are those things? And it goes both ways, right? Like we should mm -hmm. have those kind of teams where we can give feedback and, and receive feedback and, yeah. um, and be open about that. 
That's interesting. So, and you kind of mentioned like you have to have somebody you trust, right? Yeah. To be able to do that because it is hard to open up and ask for that feedback, especially with somebody you don't trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how would you how would you get to a level of trust where you would feel comfortable asking for that feedback with somebody? How would you recommend somebody do that? You know, I, I think when you're on a team, um, you want to definitely get to know the people on that team, right? And that could, you know, you could do that in a variety of ways. I think a lot of times we, um, you know, tend to maybe get very transactional about how we do things on a team. Like we have our, you know, stand-ups, we have all these team meetings that happen. It's like, yeah, we know how to do that. But do we really know the people that we work with, right? So like there's team builders you can do and there's all those things. But just finding ways to spend time together to get to know the people that you work with, mm -hmm. I think is really important. Um, not just know like who they are at work, but like, okay, what do you like to do in your free time? And what what's important to you? Um, and, and even, you know, how do you, how do you communicate? Just make observations about those people. You know, are they, um, you know, a lot of developers have certain ways that they um, communicate, right? Like there's, there's always the stereotype and there's people that are not like that, but you know, they, some of them tend to be very like matter of fact, very straightforward people. Um, if you want to be effective with those people, learn about that. Like how can I best communicate with them and like how do they perceive things, mm -hmm. right? Um, and same thing with, with if, if you have a different communication style, help them understand, you know, uh, when something is being communicated to me in a certain way, it's more difficult for me to kind of relate or to understand. And so just having those conversations. But again, I think it starts with, you know, building the relationships uh, to where people feel comfortable sharing things. Um, you probably heard about the Google study, right? But like, what are the traits of the most effective teams? And the number one thing was psychological safety, where people feel like they're not going to be uh, made fun of if they make a mistake, or you know, it's it's okay to fail, and and they feel like um, there's there's that trust that's built on the teams. And so I think it starts with that. And and if people feel safe in that setting on their teams, they can ask for feedback and and feel like they're gonna, you know, people are gonna be honest with them, yeah. and not try to sugarcoat things or you know, just kind of try to make them feel good. But like, what is the feedback that you need to be better? How They're can like, I help you? Yeah, Andy, that's a good design. <laughs> sure. You did great. <laughs> so I do to Andy every day. Yeah. You that's thought true. that was good, huh? <laughs> no, I think, I think to that point too, I think one of the things that I, that works best, at least for me is going to lunch with people. Yeah. Like, yeah, that can build like a couple of, couple of lunches with your team or, like the people you're working with, you can build so much trust because <laughs> you're just kind of out of the office. Yeah. You can kind of cut loose a little bit. You get to know, like you said, you get to know each other, not from a work standpoint, but like, what are they, what are they interested in? Mm -hmm. You get to know if they like sandwiches, like Andy loves sandwiches. I love sandwiches. And you would not know that unless you went to lunch with him. And every time you ask him to go to lunch, he just picks a sandwich place. You wouldn't know that. You haven't seen all of my, I love sandwiches shirts. And <laughs> All the the sandwich socks. memorabilia that I have all across yeah. my desk. <laughs> That's not true, Andy. It's not true. No. But now it will be because I'm going to buy you stuff on Amazon. <laughs> this is my plan all along. <laughs> um, why, why would it be, why is it important for, I mean, we can just do our jobs, right? And get mm -hmm. the get the thing done. Just I'll design and hand it off to you or whatever. Um, why, why do designers, why do we need to be self-aware though? We can look at the flip side, right? I think we all worked with people that are not self-aware and, and we know kind of what comes with that, right? Someone who kind of um, have some blind spots where maybe they're not even willing to kind of look at those even if someone were to maybe kind of try to help them with that, it's definitely limiting, right? In yeah. terms of what you can accomplish and, and what kind of impact you can have. And so I think, 
you know, not everyone is willing to be vulnerable that way and really think about, you know, what are my strengths and where do I maybe need to put in a little bit of extra work, right? Yeah. Um, but I think if it's if it's important to you to really to grow in your career and be the best designer, the best person you can be, then that's something that's going to help you a ton to be open to those things and and wanting to get feedback on those things. Mm-hmm. Well, and to even grow as a designer, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about, like you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Yeah. Do you do anything? Um, with the designers you work with on the strengths and weaknesses type stuff? Do you guys, how often do you discuss that with either your designers or how often do you assess yourself? Yeah. Um, so there's a few things that I've done um, around this. So first of all, I did a, a Myers-Briggs workshop uh, with a few cool. people in my team last year, and mm. I thought that was really fun. So it's it's one of those um, you know one of those things you can do to really help you understand the people on your team, right? Um, by first of all, doing the assessment and then talking through, like, what does that mean and how does that apply to, you know, how you show up at work and how we work together, right? Um, and then there's always, with that, it even lists out some strengths and weaknesses that are just kind oh, of, yeah. you know, part of that personality type. And maybe that's accurate, maybe it's not, right? <clears throat> but it's a good starting point to have that conversation. And so, you know, how does that line up with kind of how you see yourself and, you know, any, um, like a lot of us kind of had some epiphanies and some things that we hadn't thought about. And it was really fun to have that conversation. It's very, you know, it's it's not very confrontational, right? It's really more yeah. of a kind of fun discovery um, session that you have with your team. Another thing that we've done recently is um, we did a more of a career development exercise. So we use Bridge by Instructure. Oh, yeah. And they have this uh, career exercise that they walk you through with, you know, kind of like the long-term vision and more like the shorter term, you know, what are some things that are important to you? What are some of your goals? And so... I think that's kind of along the same lines with just helping you discover, you know, this is kind of what I'm naturally kind of drawn to. And these are the things that I really enjoy doing. Um, and so it kind of plays more to the strengths, which I think honestly is is a better place to focus. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the whole like strengths philosophy with Marcus Buckingham, where he talks about how, you know, if you're going to invest in something, invest in your strengths, because that's where you have the biggest potential to grow, mm-hmm. as opposed to focusing all your energy on, like, fixing your weaknesses, yeah. right? So, you know, sometimes you have weaknesses <laughs> that you kind of need to address somehow, right? But that's not where your biggest impact is going to be. It's going to be around really understanding what makes me unique as a designer, as a person, where I'm naturally really strong, and then you invest in that. And so yeah. that's another thing where it's been really helpful to just have those conversations. And then we have more kind of one-on-one conversations where we have you know, a progression path, right? Where we have things that are called out in that progression path as far as these are your, um, you know, this is your job description, right? For each level. And then there are some traits that come with that. And so um, kind of when you look at kind of your performance and where you're at, how does that line up? And where do we maybe need to kind of make some extra investments and what's going really well? And so that's more of an individual plan that we have for everyone on the team. Like more personalized. Yeah. That's cool. We should do that here. Yeah. I like that idea because it kind of like gets you to really take the time to think about what your career progression is going to be and to think about those strengths that you want to like progress essentially. Yeah. So I like that idea a lot. That's pretty cool. It's really about being more intentional, you know, and and, um, kind of getting to the root of things a little bit more. You know, I've I've been very intentional in my career about getting feedback, even though a lot of times it feels uncomfortable, you know, (laughs) Um, those are kind of... uh, you know, interesting conversations, but I, I've learned to embrace that because I know that 
you know, there's a good outcome and there's, there's really a huge benefit by doing that. And yeah. so it's something that I'm intentional about and I, I try to be as helpful as I can with my designers and helping them kind of get the same understanding of kind of where their strengths are and, and um, you know, so they can really uh, capitalize on those things. That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. So um, I want to kind of explore this this idea a little bit. So with, with self-awareness, it's very like internal, right? Like it's something you're improving about yourself. Um, how does this work on more of a team basis? I like some of your suggestions where you're, you're talking about like you're doing activities together as a team. But let's say I'm a designer on a team who's the leader isn't really doing any sort of activities like that. Mm-hmm. How do I bring about more self-awareness in others? And that's has to be a difficult thing to do like yeah. how do i how do i give that feedback to allow people to be more self-aware is there something i can do or is this something i can only focus on like internally yeah that's a great question because you can't really force anyone to be self-aware right <laughs> you can't <laughs> hold up that mirror to yeah, yeah. let me help you with your self-awareness yeah. no um well I, I think you can definitely lead by example and okay. just hope that you know you can kind of create that culture on your team right but you if people want to, you, you can't really force them. So, you know, if you're on a team and, and there's just not a lot of feedback happening and there's not a lot of, of um, you know, conversations beyond just like the transactional, mm-hmm. right? You can definitely um, help with that by, by asking for feedback. And I think also like when we do retrospectives, uh, I think they're very different depending on the company, but I've been in some retrospectives in the past where it is more of a, conversation about how do we work together and like what's let's be really honest about what's not working right and i think those are really good opportunities to get more honest with people um as long as your team you know has the the trust and the relationships that kind of allow for that to happen you don't want to make it really awkward or you don't want to be too blunt if it's just not the right environment for that right Mm -hmm. you want to be tactful about it but I think those are really good opportunities to have those conversations. And then through that, you know, strengthen those relationships as well. Because now you know that if there's an issue, people are going to feel okay with bringing it up. And you kind of get it out of the way and you don't let it fester. And it's just, you know, you deal with it. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So I like it. It definitely comes back to that trust. Right? Yeah. So if, if you're probably a person that's in that situation where you want to give more feedback and receive more feedback and like have more self-awareness going around... Um, what I'm hearing is like it's a good idea to probably gain that trust in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you said, lead by example, you know, ask for a lot of feedback as well as give very respectful feedback. Yeah. And that could probably help with that culture. Yeah. And I think awesome. as designers, too, we a lot of us have, you know, empathy is always kind of brought up, brought up as like the number one trait we want to have. Right. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of designers are really good at that. And so if we use that, not just for design, but also in these situations, like putting ourselves in someone else's shoes. Right. Um, and, and thinking about what is the best way for me to kind of drive this change without kind of stepping on toes or making people feel super uncomfortable or there's different personality types at play. How do I work with that to kind of drive towards this outcome of a better team dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can do really good a job at that because, I mean, facilitating is, is part of our job to begin with, right? So how do we kind of use that in a broader sense to help our teams um, work better together? Kind of spin design on itself. Yeah. On the design team. <laughs> do you do you consider self-awareness when you're hiring people? Like when you're when you're assessing a candidate? How do you how do you uh, 
Um, yeah, how do you assess that when you're when you're hiring people? Yeah, I mean, you can always just ask people, right? Like it's kind of like the classic interview question, right? Like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? But I think yeah. I think it's a really good question. But then they give you then they give you oh chocolate, I eat too much. Chocolate. Yeah, and that's always not the answer you're looking for. And I think you know, there's like always the the default answers you get that just don't seem super genuine, right? It's just mm-hmm. like the um, but a lot of times we get really good answers. Um, the other thing is just, you know, self-awareness is one thing, but just being um, being a good communicator about, you know, being able to communicate what's important to you and having a clear point of view, um, whether it's like on, you know, who you are as a person and being able to present that really well, but also when it comes to design, you know, are you able to articulate well and do you have a point of view on that? And do you understand, you know, if we we do a design challenge during the design process. And something that I like to do is ask the designer, you know, what would you have done differently if you were to do this again? Oh, and that cool. kind of place is self-awareness, right? If you're saying, I wouldn't do anything differently, okay, <laughs> that's great. Maybe it's perfect. Sometimes it's perfect. I don't know. Maybe you are the best designer ever. <laughs> Maybe I should just hire you right now. Uh, but usually there's going to be at least one or two things that you probably would have done differently. Are you comfortable enough to call those out, you know, or are you going to say, I think it's great? Uh, so that's another thing. Just kind of seeing how they respond to that is something that I like to do. Yeah. Well, that's something I think I've struggled with here when we when we look to hire senior designers or more senior people is they, they are, they've been doing it a while and yeah. they present themselves really well most of the time. Yeah. But it's hard to know if they're being authentic or yeah, not. Yeah, totally. And so, like, I think, I think that goes right into it. Like, are they... Is this a front they're putting up? Yeah. Um, or are they trying to... Because for me, that's like... Confidence is... is Confidence in yourself is a good sign of self-awareness, but also authenticity. Yeah. I think the design community has a problem with authenticity. Um, have you ever run into any people, candidates, anything where you had to handle like... This person's not who they are. Yeah, I, I find that tricky sometimes. And I think you're exactly right. Like with more senior candidates, you know all the right answers, right? Like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of questions I can ask you that you would be able to answer really well. Yeah. But is there any substance or is it just like the, you know, are you just kind of playing the interview game, right? Um, I think, you know, asking people about previous like mistakes they made is a good way to uh, get to that. <laughs> um, just seeing like if you know, do self-awareness, right? Like, do they, can they look back and see maybe some things that didn't go well and like what they learned from that and just having that learner's mindset. Um, but a lot of times, honestly, it's really hard because after all, you just, you just know how to respond to pretty much anything and you can make things look yeah. really good. Like anyone can have an amazing portfolio these days, right? It's so easy to make it look good. Um, and it sometimes it can be challenging to get to the core of like, well, you know, um, is it just talk or can you actually, you know, do the job really well? Yeah. That's like, the, I think that's the hardest part for me on hiring is are these people authentic? Yeah. Are they like, they said they do this thing, but yeah. then when they come here, are they, will they do it? Exactly. So that's, that's a tough one. But I mean, to the feedback thing, right? Like in, in those scenarios, and I need to do this more, I think it's okay to ask for, for references and ask other people about this person. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like you can't really get a good feeling of who they are from just talking to them, uh, just maybe asking some other people. Um, And that's something that I haven't done a lot of, but I think that's that's something that might be helpful, getting someone else's opinion. Yeah, I like the failure thing. We should do that. We should. We're going to ask that. 
Yeah. I'm going to ask all you guys that. We'll reassess everything. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's do a re-interview. When was the last time you failed here, Andy? It was yesterday, Patrick. I know. I'm, you're very self-aware. <laughs> Congratulations <Hired>. on your mistake. <laughs> I've had a lot of questions about hiring lately. Yeah. Um, and... I don't, some of them I don't know how to answer, but like they ask questions like, how can I do this? Or how can I do that? I'm like, I don't know. Um, but how can, do you have any advice for somebody that's looking for a job? Like out, as out there looking for a job on like how to become more self-aware, like in an interview process? Cause mm-hmm. you're really nervous too. Yeah. When you're going in for a job interview. And so I think sometimes we tend to put up, a, we tend to put up that wall. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would, you would tell those people to like, break down that wall and just be self-aware yeah I mean I think it's okay to admit that you're nervous right like sometimes I'm wondering when I'm interviewing someone like if they're not maybe doing a great job like are they just nervous or is this how they are or I think just being upfront about it like I'm just really nervous right now usually I would do better you know um just just being more upfront about it um I also think that you know when I've there's been a couple times where I've rejected a candidate and they ask me why um and they want to get more details which i think is really great because you know it's 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 definitely disappointing to not get a job but it's Mm -hmm. also a great opportunity to learn what can i do better next time Mm -hmm. so it's a little different in that scenario right because i already said no Uh, (laughs) but there's still something you can learn from that and you can take that to your next interview right so i think you know just getting that out of the way and being authentic about that but also uh, even if you're nervous, I think you can show a lot of good sides about yourself. And I think when I interview people, you know, one thing is you have to be able to do the job and you have to know how to design. But as far as just people skills go, um, just bringing someone in and having the team interact with them and just seeing how they help facilitate, how they show up in that conversation, that weighs just as much into my hiring decision as just like the design execution, right? Because yeah. like I said earlier, right? Like they're going to sp- be spending so much of their time mm-hmm working with people, being in meetings, facilitating, presenting, doing all the things that we do every day. And so getting that part right is is just really, really important. Yeah, I concur. Totally agree. That's great. (laughs) And also, I think we as interviewers could probably do a better job, you know, not making people nervous. I always kind of think about putting myself in the in the candidate shoes sometimes like we bring in like four or five, six people you know, for, for a group interview and they're up there on the whiteboard doing things. I'm like, this has to be nerve wracking, yeah. you know? <laughs> so maybe there's something we can do, do there too, just to make that a better experience. Cause especially if you're, if you're, you know, early in your career doing that, um, has to be definitely, um, you know, challenging experience. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really intimidating. Yeah. We here, we, me and Andy started doing, uh, like, uh, more of a group, like we all design something and I think that's helped. Would yeah. you say that's helped with some of that? Um, I would, I would say so, but I don't know how the candidate feels. About it. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I assume so, it does. We'll have to ask the people we hired to see if it, see if it was okay. <laughs> but it seems like, cause we just kind of go around the table and present a problem and then yeah. we all just work on it on paper and yeah. kind of sketch for a minute and listen to music. And, yeah. yeah. So we're all doing it. The, the problem that we always have is we all do the same. If we're interviewing, you know, 10 people, We've done this ten times, yeah. so all of our like, yeah. we just you we do just the same thing. we just sketch the same <laughs> thing. Like, what are you doing? You know, right? Um, but I think it I think it breaks down that a little bit the yeah. nervousness. Mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah, I because like we're all kind of vulnerable because we have to like 
think of something really quick and share it and yeah. it could be crap yeah. you know yeah and so like it kind of does have a little bit more trust in that yeah that you have to and then we all and... present and then one of us always usually throws really a stupid idea out there yeah like hopefully on purpose <laughs> to hopefully. make everybody else feel uncomfortable <laughs> you didn't plan that right <laughs> making the candidate look really good yeah. right yeah yeah that's a good call. Yeah, that's a great idea because it definitely a deflection. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, why would you design something like that? It's so stupid. <laughs> and then the candidate's going, oh, kind of like, yeah, yeah. If he can design it, then maybe. I can. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. It kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Great. What else you got, Andy? That's all the questions I have. All right. Is there anything else that like we haven't asked you that you might want to um, like suggest in terms of? Um, self-awareness I think you know like I said earlier um, I think the culture you know culture of feedback is really huge um, and then being intentional about asking for feedback that's something that I'm working on but it's honestly one of the things that have helped me the most in my career just understanding where I'm naturally strong and then understanding where I need to put in the work and then doing that and mm-hmm. then asking for feedback as I go along um, so I think whether you're in design or product management, whatever you're doing, um, just being okay with with making yourself vulnerable and asking for the feedback, and then, you know, taking the steps you need to um, to to work on those things. Awesome, that's good. Yeah, open feedback is awesome. It's what it's what we do as designers, right? Yeah, yeah. communicate so. exactly. Yeah, I think the more we do that, the better we are at our jobs, for sure. Cool. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right. See you guys. <laughs> well, Andy, that was another good conversation. Uh, this time with Ingrid Cruz. Um, if you guys are out there listening, you want to join the conversation, continue the conversation, go to designmuch.org. Leave us a comment uh, if you want to. If you think this topic would be benefit, would benefit another designer, or even your design team that you work on right now, feel free to share it and then and then get them involved. Um, and let us know. Like, if you guys are list out there listening and you've applied some of these and you've got some success stories, right? Like, let us know. Yeah, we'd love um, to hear like what's working for you and what what yeah. lessons you're learning. Right? Yeah, that'd be sweet. And if you have any suggestions. You know, treat treat the commenting like a suggestion box. Just drop us a line, say, "Hey, uh, maybe so and so shouldn't talk as much as they do." Are you talking about me? <laughs> Are you giving me a suggestion right now, Patrick? Is this your way? <laughs> all, right, all right. I was just throwing that. That was just hypothetical. Dude. I was just throwing that out there. Um, the podcast is available on Spotify. I think most of the episodes are on Spotify. We're still working with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Design Much t-shirts are, are they're still out there. Got the dark theme. So go to Threadless, designmuch.threadless.com uh, to get those. And uh, those things are selling, man. Yeah. They're Pretty soon you're going to be you're gonna be seeing these all over the place. <laughs> Everywhere. We're going to go to the, didn't we have a plan to go to the skate parks and start handing them out? Get oh. some uh, branding going on out in the skate parks. That would be really great. The kids would love it. Yeah. Like get a get a buy a buy a, buy a pair of vans and get a free T-shirt or something like that. Yeah, because we're <laughs> selling vans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Lunch UX should be, or Lunch UX is going to be on March 22nd, the next one. It's going to be with Danielle Green from a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title is How to Handle Silence and Nervous Participants in Your Research. Um, we're doing that one over at the Jane office here in Lehigh. Uh, go to meetup.com slash lunch dash UX. Uh, get all the details and RSVP and all that stuff. Um, that should be a good one. I think that's going to be fun. I do too. I'm really excited yeah. for that. And if you haven't been to the Jane office, it's fantastic. Yeah, they've really it's designed a wonderful that place. pretty well. Yeah. If you like, if you like living in a really nice house, like if that's what you, like their office is like a really nice tricked out house. Yeah, it's really comfortable but nice. They have wood paneling and stuff like that. Very cozy. Well, it's not wood paneling. No, it's like uh, what do they call that on all the walls? Shiplap. I think it's yeah. Is it shiplap? I don't know. I don't know. It's fancy. Um, but Andy, what did you learn from Ingrid? Yeah, this was this was really cool. Um, there's a lot of things that I hadn't thought of, like um, going into this. Like as I said in the in the episode, like I was curious as to what she meant by like self awareness, because typically when you think of self awareness, it's like when you're doing an introspective view of yourself. Yeah, and you're like thinking of like what are my problems, what are my strengths, or whatever. What are my issues? Um, her her way of doing this was actually more like asking others for that feedback. So I loved this. So like she said, like an important part of self-awareness is trying to understand the strengths and weaknesses that you may not see in yourself. Um, so like there are aspects about you that others view that are that are either limiting or strengthening you as a designer. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that I'm like I'm either in denial about about myself <laughs> that other people can clearly see. Um, but like that those are limiting me and I may not know about it. So I need to become more self-aware and that takes like other people to help me see mm-hmm. that. So I love that a lot. Um, and also like as designers, we spend a lot of time in our job collaborating, communicating with others. Um, so this like leads to like this, this soft skill of being self-aware and being able to, to work with others is like really important for us to grow as designers. We could be really great and we could always grow in our craft is, you know, pushing those pixels around, moving them around the screen. Um, but until we really like look at ourselves and see like how good or not good we are at some things or get that information from others, we, it's going to be a lot harder for us to grow as designers. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that, like if you want to grow relationships, like to allow people to give you that information, that feedback that you need, you have to grow trust to do it. Um, you can't just, it's really uncomfortable just to ask a random person, (laughs) like, what what do you think of me? (laughs) How can I improve? So that's hard to do. Um, and also like for teams like that maybe don't have this sort of culture right now, you can, you can foster this like and, and build it by kind of leading by example and by like, of course, trying to first gain that trust and then tactfully asking and giving feedback to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought all of that was really great and something that, um, I could definitely improve on. Yeah. Giving feedback is a huge thing. I, I liked what she talked about when we were talking about when she was talking about the building trust part, like you brought up. Mm-hmm. I liked how it was you like she talked about building trust is not necessarily a work related thing always like building trust is just getting to know those other people and knowing them as well right yeah. and having experiences with them like even outside of the office um and like going to lunch or whatever you know just like kind of hanging out just building some trust that way um I liked also that she talked about I think she said her team did the Myers Briggs uh, test mm-hmm. like as a team, and I thought that was an interesting thing. I think that's something we should do here, maybe. Yeah, 
because um, it, it you, you if you do it collaboratively collaboratively like she talked about then you're kind of all there uh for one it kind of builds trust because you're you have that same shared experience of doing that together you're all kind of vulnerable together yeah. to like learn about each other too mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then you learn yeah you learn each other and then you see how you relate to other people you know and that kind of thing i think that i think that's like a huge thing i know there's probably lots of different like personality tests you can take mm-hmm. um this myers Briggs. that's like the number one that's like the big one though right yeah that's like the one they make you take when you go to like be a government employee and stuff yeah. the other important ones that i want to mention as well is like those that you see like which friend's character are you most like yeah those are important the to friend's know. character is really important yeah as you all know i'm a rachel you're a rachel yeah what are, what are you eddie um, Do you I remember what you are? Um, I think I think I've been called a Chandler before. Chandler, because <laughs> nobody knows what you do. So. Yeah, exactly. And I'm really sarcastic, right? <laughs> um, no, overall, it was a really great episode. It's something. It's always something that uh, is really hard to do. Is try to is try to be more self aware, you know. And I like that it's more it's it's more about self awareness and not this like fake like what's my personal brand bs yeah like that i hate that stuff so bad like um it's more like being self-aware of who you are right and how other people see you rather than i'm gonna build this brand of who i am because i think in the design community we have i think personally we have a problem with that Mm -hmm. um i think too many people want to build their own brand and they don't want to be the person that they really are or they're putting up a front, especially with like social media and everything else. So it's nice. It's kind of refreshing just to have somebody talk about like who are you and understanding who you are. Because how else are you gonna how else are you gonna work with a team um, of other people if you don't even know what your strengths like are? You yeah. can't. It's impossible. So that's true. Yeah, great episode. <laughs>